welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number thir- 45. 45. Um, 35. Okay, we're traveling back in time today. <laughs> yeah. um, what did we talk about in episode 35? Fucking Astra? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Shit, uh, it's it, it's episode forty six. No, yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> a motherfucker. Wow. Yeah, you're you're really off of it. You don't even remember me yet. I, I wasn't 45. sure either. I had to pull up a drive. The last yeah. episode. Um, Come on. No, I I completely okay. forgot as well. On episode thirty five, Chase was claimed by the Void of Vacation. Oh, and that's how okay. we. And that's when Hunter and I discussed the origins of the DVP podcast. Well, shit. Guess I'll uh, I'll leave then. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. Um, okay, let me. I this has been bothering me ever since um, that podcast. Um, I wanted to be very clear what I meant by that. Chase is like the uh, the wise elder, the village elder, who the young boys bring their problems to to be resolved. Like, like what would happen before the podcast happened is that there would be the starts of a debate around like you know midnight, and then Chase would be like, "Okay, uh, I'm going to bed." Then Cass and I would proceed to have the debate for the next four hours. And then the next day, we'd like recap to Chase what happened the last night in terms of the debate. And then he would get to weigh in again. <laughs> so yes. in terms of time, there was more me and Cass. But in terms of impact, there was a lot of circling around in me and Cass's thinking and a lot of good points being made by Chase to cut through it. This is all before the podcast. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you trying to appease me in this, uh, in this story here. <laughs> But yes, no, I, I was typically not up at like two, three, four, five, six in the morning when you guys yeah. were, uh, were, were having Just these long the... ass debates. I'm like, Hey, I got work, you know, I got to go to bed. Um, yeah, this was when Hunter and I were both unemployed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fun employment, true. baby. Yeah. There were a lot oh, of days yeah. when I would wake up in the morning and, uh, and Cass would be like, Oh, that's my time to go to bed. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chase would be going to work at like. Were you still working at the golf course at this point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Chase would be going to work at, like, 5.30 or whatever. Like, you know, starts work at 6 a.m. And I'd just be reading webcomics sitting in my bed, uh, like, on my tablet. And I'd hear Chase, like, Chase's alarm go off. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> it's this early in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, fun fun couple of months there. Um, okay, episode 46. Um, I don't know anything cool about the number 46. Chase, what do you got to drink? Um, well, I don't have anything cool to drink, so I guess we're you know one and the same in that aspect. That's <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's just you know a little played out at this point because I'm drinking some more bullet. Um, I was, I uh, we were we oh, decided we decided to run this uh podcast a little bit. Um, impromptu. Yeah, impromptu tonight. So I was like, I could go to the liquor store and pick up like a nice you know, craft beer and, you know, have something to talk about, or we could play some Valorant right now. And so yeah. <laughs> I decided to hop on and play some Valorant and yeah. uh, the true spirit of the podcast. Yes. And be like, you know what? Also, don't you have a liquor store across the street from your place? It's like three blocks away. Come on. Potato, give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I played a game of Val and decided not to go to the liquor store because I have a bottle of delicious bullet bourbon right here in front of me i didn't realize Can't you went on and got another that. bottle of that what since last week or what well there's no way it's the same bottle that you had <laughs> last week <laughs> it is because uh if you forget in the meantime there was about a four-day period where i was in las vegas mm, yes 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 
um, where my father decided to buy an entire bottle of bullet rye that was not cracked till the last day. Mm. Uh, so that I was. I don't like bullet rye as much. Uh, I just tried it in like we had a rye and ginger. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's good rye. My 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 dad prefers the bullet rye much more over the um the bullet frontier. Bullet frontier being the bourbon. Um. But I I don't I I think it's just because I like bourbon more than rye, but like. It's slightly more expensive than the bourbon, and I don't like it as much. So I bought it once, and then haven't bought it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, uh, thought, I thought it was decent, but also it was in a mixed drink, so I really couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just makes it hard to say. Yeah. Well, Hunter, um, once again wearing your champion's hoodie there. It's, uh, indeed. You indeed. know you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day, but like whatever the Valorant equivalent to that is. I'm supposed to wear. You're not supposed yeah, to wear the Oh yeah, you're after. right. Champions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I I bought this solely to wear during Champions, and mm-hmm. I've been meaning to burn it. I just haven't got around. No, no, no. Uh, you I mean, can wear it again once uh yeah once Memorial Day hits, meaning uh the first tournament of the Whoa. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like we're we're got in the downtime of the season right now. So you're not supposed to wear Valorant gear in the off season. Well, let me tell you, I went to a Baltimore Orioles game earlier today. And even though I'm a fan of just Baltimore teams in general, I didn't have an Orioles jersey, so I wore a Ravens <laughs> jersey to the game. Uh, at which, you know, if if you're from if you're if you're familiar with Baltimore, you know that the Ravens NFL Stadium and the Orioles MLB Stadium are less than a mile apart. So it was pretty clear who I was rooting for. But like that shows you how little I give a fuck about if I'm wearing the correct thing for the situation. So. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm wondering if you got any weird looks, being like, "Hmm, I don't know if you're at the right game." (laughs) Yeah, I, I was okay. I was gonna actually, just a little off topic, but I remember Mm -hmm. like being a very little kid, um, at, and I used to go to Caps games with my godmother all the time, and we were always we had this like, ongoing debate whether it was better to wear another team's hockey jersey at the game. Or to wear, like, another DC sports jersey. So, for example, like, a Redskins jersey at the Caps game. Well, not that one. Well, back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah, in 1926 or what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. what's What's the Washington football team called nowadays? Currently, the Washington Commanders, the Commanders. or as they're commonly yeah. known, the Commies. <laughs> That's the nickname for them now, yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's great. Yeah, the Washington Commies. So I guess the nowadays yeah. equivalent would be, is it better to show up to a Caps game wearing a random hockey jersey from some team that isn't currently playing, or is it better to be wearing a Washington Commanders jersey? And we had this ongoing debate because it's like, okay, on one hand, like, you got the sport wrong, but you're supporting the city. So, like, yeah, you got better. that going for you, at least. That's better. Yeah. But if, like, you show up to a hockey game wearing, like, a Ducks jersey or something, it's like, well, you're here for the game, you know? Like, you're here for hockey. Clearly, that's what you yeah. care about. And maybe you're just, like, an out-of-town person. Or, like, you didn't grow up in D.C. You're not, like, a huge Caps fan. And you just want to watch the hockey game. I mean, now you're leaving out a crucial third option here. Uh, Which is the opposing team's jersey? uh, Fourth option here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The opposing team's jersey, awesome, but that's that's just another hockey jersey. I would would have lumped them in. Um, uh, I was going to say, but opposing team's jersey makes a lot more sense than random team's jersey. Yeah, yeah, true. 
The uh, the opposing crucial... team's jersey is like you're just the other team's yeah, fan. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, a t-shirt. There's this wild new clothing trend. Um, what called called shirts? And uh, I know, like, it's not as like you know wicking of a fabric typically, mm-hmm. but uh, they they do not have branding on them, so that you're not in support of any team in per, like per se. Yeah, it, I know it's hard to wrap your mind around, but it, it you could go for that option. Okay, but we're talking about the scenario in which, like, clearly Hunter wore a a jersey, a team's jersey, to a baseball game. Okay, this is ridiculously off topic. <laughs> yeah, but to answer your question real quick, Chase, there were a good number of people there with some sort of, like, slight Ravens gear, like a Ravens hat, despite their Orioles, like, jersey or something. So I just looked like I was taking it too far. I didn't. I didn't get a ton of attention. My friends teased me about it, of course, but, like, it, it wasn't a big deal. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say, if I did not own a jersey for the team that is currently playing, I would most likely elect to go with the t-shirt route. I I do not think I would bring lame. a different jersey to a professional sports game that is not one of the two teams that are playing. Then, then you just look like you don't care. You're just like, ah, I guess I'll go to the game. No, in a sick way, the same thing is like, you know, doing nothing after you get a clutch. And we're going to bring it back. No, here no, no, for no, a no. Second. Stop, stop trying to bring this back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not talking it. about no, that no, no. right now. <laughs> so you're doing nothing, right? You're like, I don't even care that I'm here. Well, uh, th- this whole topic started because <laughs> it was my turn to talk about what I was drinking yeah. today. <laughs> so... <laughs> So on to that, I am drinking a uh, Lefe uh, Blonde uh, Belgian Ale. Um, for those of you who have been here since the very beginning of the Drunk Valorant podcast, a lot of my beers early on um, were beers that I got for free from when someone posted on Reddit at Maryland uh, saying they were done with drinking and just giving away all their stuff. Uh, that and then also um, just cleaning out the, uh, beer cave at the bar I used to work at and getting some old beers from that. So I had to, I had a nice, I had a nice two big sources of free alcohol over the the two summers. No, last summer. Anyway, one of the free beers I got from the person who was done with drinking was, um, uh, this beer, you know, you hear about Belgian ales as in a style of ale. This is literally a Belgian brewed uh, ale. So it's a Belgian ale from Belgium. Um, it's really nice. It's a, it's a blonde with, uh, subtle notes of vanilla and cloves. It's a very like light, well, light isn't the right word. It's a very, I guess, like bright and sort of sophisticated with a little hint of spice kind of beer. It's, it's nice. Hey, you said it's a blonde ale, right? Yeah. 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 But it's, it's different than it. It has, a it has a much more it ha- it has a lot more flavor to it than like your typical American blonde because of the uh, the cloves and vanilla. I've had a bunch of those. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're sad. I like the brune more. Also, you're not uh, you're not supposed to pronounce the the last e in in left. Oh, you um, say it left? Yeah, it's left. I, I'm not from Belgium. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've had their like, I've had their their dark darker ale much more, which I prefer. But the blonde's pretty solid still. Yeah. Like it's 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 an all around just like 
solid beer. And you can get it in a lot of places too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oddly enough, uh, when I graduated high school and I went on my, you know, like month trip to Europe, um, you know, long story short, my flights got fucked due to my own fault. Um, and I ended up in the Belgium airport for a while. And so I drank a bunch of those beers at the airport waiting for my, uh, my next flight. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I got another backcountry brewing beer. Uh, at this point you might think they're sponsoring us. Um, I know they don't, think they're not, that. they really, they don't. No, no, not backcountry. I'm <laughs> saying like the listeners might think that they're sponsoring us. Cause no, I, no, I no. drink one of them. <laughs> believe me, believe me. The listeners don't think that we're anywhere big enough to get sponsorships. <laughs> Trust me on that. Uh, but if any of you guys want to reach out to Backcountry Brewing and convince them to sponsor us, you know, if you got like an in or something, that'd be dope. Uh, basically, I'm drinking um, and stop calling me Shirley. Airplane. Yeah. The New England IPA. It's good. Solid, solid IPA. Um, yeah. And there's an airplane on the on the know the picture in case Ooh. you don't get the reference it's there to help you get the reference you know yeah you're like oh i wonder what this is from and then you see like an airplane on it and you're yeah, like, like oh it's from airplane yeah of course no no at that point you're still like ah, i don't know what it's from <laughs> okay. like hey there's an airplane on it <laughs> um and then you inadvertently got the reference i i do love the movie airplane there's such a classic mm-hmm. okay uh, so I believe we left off last podcast promising to to cover the uh, the new state of the agents. Um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that neither of you guys actually read through that. Hey, well, you know what assuming does. Well, in this case, it's definitely not making an ass out of you or me. No, it means you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, you're right. Speak for yourself. I actually read through the whole State of the Agents and found it very enjoyable. So Okay. I actually have read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hunter Hunter was more of a 50-50. Like, I didn't know which way Hunter would go. I would have expected like, Hunter I'm... to read it, but remember when I said I was in yeah. Vegas for the last four days? <laughs> yeah, but, like, if you weren't in Vegas, would you have read it? No. Yeah, there but we I'm go. A, I'm, I'm the details the guy of the podcast. The like, obviously, I would read it. <laughs> Yeah, the Vegas excuse is fair. Okay. So jumping right into this. Um, they, they start off by deciding how an agent, or basically when an agent needs change, and how do they monitor if they've gotten the agent to the right place or not. Uh, and so one of the biggest things that they go over is agent win rate and pick rate in solo queue, which I think is interesting that they specify solo queue. Uh, I'm wondering yeah. how much solo queue play certain or like whether certain agents get more solo queue play, whereas other agents are like very rarely seen in solo queue. I think that'd be interesting to know just like what the the breakdown is for if you're solo queuing. Um, and then they break that down even farther to say that they specifically look at agents non mirror win rate. Um, for those of you yeah. who don't know what that is, it's when one team picks an agent and that agent is not on the other team. So one of the things that they later go on to to talk about uh, later in this is like when agents are really omnipresent, say um, like 
jet at her peak. Oftentimes, there's a jet on both both teams, which basically just drags the win rate right to fifty percent, um, because one of the jets is going to win and one of them is going to lose. So they kind of just toss all those games out and are mostly just looking at non-mirror win rates. Um, one of the other things that they said that they look at is just player perception, which I don't know how I personally feel about them considering that. Uh, but then the next two are pro play and their design principles. Um, pro play, pretty self-explanatory. And then the design principles is them just addressing how the agent fits into their idea of how the agent should play. And yeah. so those are basically the four categories that they look at when deciding if an agent needs tuning or after they've tuned the agent, whether they decide that that agent's at the right place or not. Yeah, I wonder how, so, yeah. how they're weighting each of these. If Are they weighted equally? I was thinking of, you know, first year engineering, you, yeah. you learn about a WDM. The uh, weighted the weighted distribution matrix, weighted decision matrix. Yes, that. Yeah, distribution, same thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, very similar thing. Yeah, you, you have a chart. You got some weights for different categories, and uh, how are you going to weight them all? I feel like mm -hmm. uh, sometimes Riot's putting about ninety percent on the pro play there, but you know, maybe maybe not always. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, like, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about player perception. Like, I understand that player perception is kind of a, an integral part of the game. If people feel like your game is unbalanced, even if it's on paper or statistically not unbalanced, then people are probably going to stop wanting to play. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Just keeping people wanting to play the fucking game. Yeah. Um... But I think it's interesting that they, like, they're talking about how, like, they, there's this, there's this perception of, like, oh, this agent is too strong, and this agent is too weak, and how they need to address that, but statistically, the agent might not be too weak. People just have that perception, which I, I think was the case with, uh, with Viper before the massive Viper buffs came out and then everybody started trying her out. Um, I think there was this, a perception that Viper was too weak and wouldn't see any play because of that perception. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a counter argument to this where if you're looking at stats and you're saying, Oh, like everyone's saying this agent's too weak, except when we look at their stats and rank play, they're actually quite good. Um, there that could be a like skewed statistic because the people who are deciding to play that agent have put in the time to be good at that agent not saying that like you know there are, you should just be able to pick up any agent and be great at them immediately but if you're choosing to play a character that is known as not very good um then there is a reason you're choosing to play them and like your <laughs> yeah or me with brim for or like, pikachu for a lot of the time that the game's been out um mm -hmm. right so the people who decide to play them might have a good win rate on them but that's because they're still playing them even though they're bad 
Yeah, that, that's definitely possible. And unfortunately, they didn't show all the statistics in the State of the Agents, nor did they link a spreadsheet or anything. So, like, we don't have access to any of that. But um, they they do <clears throat> cough, cough, brimstone, cough, cough at some point in here uh, when they're talking about agents being perceived as weak. Because uh, from Riot's perspective, they think Brimstone's a really strong agent, and they say the statistics back that up. Yeah, I mean, we went over a couple things. Yeah. Is that one of the ones that we went that, over last That was time? one of the things that we kind of discussed. But, like, I... Yeah, basically, I, I think it's, like... I just don't know how I feel about the whole player perception thing and, like, how much that should be weighted in if we're talking about a WDM. Because... Yeah. Sorry. No, well, yeah, you know, go ahead. I was just going to expand on that a bit, but, like, kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I was I was going to say that, to me, when I think of Riot and dealing with player perception, the biggest thing that I think about is the debacle surrounding the Ares buff and then nerf, where I think that now that the dust has settled, I think more people agree with me now than did then, that the Ares, before it was touched at all, was underrated, was underrated, and then right after the buff, it was a bit overrated. Obviously, it was it was definitely too good for its price point. Um, but there are some weird things about the pricing of guns in Valorant anyway, where like there there are some real value plays you can get, um, and there are some real negative value plays you can get, like buying a shorty in pistol round. <laughs> but anyway, that's whoa whoa, just... whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna no, disagree with that one, Chief. I mean, the shorty no. is kind of strongest in pistol round. Okay, here's the thing: buying a shorty. I'll say this really quickly before we get too off in the weeds in this. My point with the shorty in terms of value is that the basically, if you buy a shorty, you're doing one of two things. One is you're so sure they're going to come to you on defense that you're just buying the shorty, or you're doing the more sensible thing. Um. And you're, well, the more consistently useful thing, and you're buying, you're doing the trick where you throw your shorty on the ground before the round and start with your classic, so you can then swap to your shorty, and then swap back to your classic if they don't come to where you're at. But either way, the point is you're spending 150 credits for a gun that is vastly worse than the classic in all but literally one situation, which is someone's less than two people sorry uh no more than two people are pushing you up close okay anyway the the point the point is that the classic should be worth more than the shorty but it's not in terms of the value it brings to the table i i feel like yeah with the shorty you're gambling right you're rolling the dice but the shorty can fucking pay dividends in a pistol round sure sure yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that because I do buy a shorty during pistol round sometimes. My my point is that value doesn't determine everything when it yeah, comes to guns sure. because that's that's a bit of a weird value situation. So I think I think when people were like, you know, oh, you know, it's round two or whether we won or lost, let's all buy Aries. You know, that brings with it a mentality as well where you're confident in the gun and you're taking, you know, you're you're really playing around the gun's strengths, which is we're gonna, you know, hold these angles around bangable cover and just have multiple people spraying down every angle that as the other team is peeking. So my point with that is that no one bothered trying that before the Ares buff. 
I think that, you know, if people had tried some everybody buy Aries after round one, before the Aries buff, they would have been like, wow, this works really good. And obviously it worked a little too good after the buff. But the whole point is there's this player perception, this player perception swing from Aries is garbage to Aries is God tier. Neither of them were really accurate, but it really threw off how many Aries were being used, which in turn you know, definitely mess with the experience of people because um, it can be a little frustrating going against all of one thing. So going back to what you were saying, Cass, of where it fits into that, like, decision matrix or whatever, that, uh, you know, it, it's I don't know that that says, oh, there's a specific percentage it should be given to this, but I, I think that it makes some sense for Riot to at least think about it. Yeah, I mean, the, I think a big example is not agent or gun-related uh, is the map thing that we were literally just talking about uh, a couple episodes ago and a couple episodes before that, um, we were talking about what map to remove. Right. And yeah. should it have been bind over split? Right. 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 And in that conversation, we were saying, Oh yeah, you know, player per- perspective means a lot and we should, uh, like that, like, right. should really listen to like what the, the average player thinks. And that's why a split should have been removed. That was the main argument for that we came up with for why, why split over bind. Um, so I think it's a little bit hypocritical here to say, Oh, I, I don't know if they should wait player perspective super high. When a couple episodes ago, we were saying, yeah, player perspective is yeah. the most important thing. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like there's a bit of a difference between which map to remove and how to balance the game. And then on top of that, riot's decision for removing split, at least what they've stated was because it was the most similar play style wise to Pearl. Oh no. Yeah. We went over that too. We've, yeah. we've been over this extensively, but I'm just saying but, that, that yeah. was a major part of our argument. Okay. You no, know, I, and I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from and I understand how that could absolutely be perceived as hypocritical, but I feel like there's a difference when we're talking about balance versus, Hey, we need to take a map out of the meta. Um, but yeah, I think that's fair. Right. And then so the other thing that they that they go into detail on here is um they they define the word sharpness. Um and how they mean to use that word throughout the rest of this document, uh basically stating that they want each character to have clearly defined strengths and weaknesses compared to their peers. Uh which I think is a really interesting perspective on the matter well i mean we've we've known this for a while they've they've consistently said that with things like controllers and Mm -hmm. uh and duelists where they say oh like we're changing this agent so that they have a clearly defined role that's different from the other agents in their class like right but like and like i guess if we were to go through each agent in particular we could probably create scenarios in which like oh yeah like you would want a sky over a ko here because this is like this is sky strength relative to ko or vice versa right like this is where sky is weak relative to ko um but i i wonder if like is jack of all trades a defined strength and then master and none being the inherent weakness like would that count as one are you are you talking about an agent who already exists or a potential future agent well 
either or, but like prior to this latest change to Phoenix, right? Phoenix was often considered jack of all trades, master and none, right? He was uh, what? Yeah, in, was that in not... what trades? Yeah, what trades are uh, you speaking of? He can flash. He has a Molly to hold back pushes. He's got a wall pseudo controller style. Like he had a bunch of utility that bridges a variety of classes. He just wasn't great at anything, which led him to falling out of the meta because there are other agents who've got better flashes than him. There are other agents who have better controller utility than him. Like it's just like he had an okay line of sight blocking. Well, okay, actually pretty bad line of sight blocking. <laughs> he had an okay Molly, was really fucking strong, but it doesn't last for very long. I mean, and I then think, his flashes were very limited. I mean, I think Neon is a better example here. I mean, better wall, stun is better than than the flash comparison. Like, there just aren't a lot of agents that have stuns. No, but it's a worse stun than Breach's stun. Yeah, Cass, I, I agree with your final conclusion when it comes to, you know, the problems with Phoenix, especially mm-hmm. before the curveball buff. But I, f- I feel like the way most people think about it is not the way you're saying it, at least in my mm-hmm. experience, which is that I've never queued with anyone who, you know, a rando locked Phoenix, and they're like, oh, good, he provides a bit of controller utility, uh, <laughs> a bit of, you know, initiation maybe. Like, everyone's like... He's got a flash that can mess people up if he, you know, runs up in their face with it. He's going to go into sight. He's like a hardcore dive player. It's really his flash is his E ability, even though it's not that way in game. And every, everything else is superfluous to that. So I, I don't feel like almost nearly anyone ever thought of Phoenix as a jack of all trades. They thought of him as a, a master of the trade of just booking it into sight as fast as possible. Well, because I think he has... Now his flashes are very undodgeable. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but they're, I've never they're played. fucking good. Like it I haven't fucking nice dodged flash. Phoenix flash since since the release of like the new flash change. Like fucking Christ, they're fat. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like the new level of like, yeah, you're not dodging this flash. You're getting caught by this. Fuck you. I'm walking onto site, and I feel yep. like that's a that's a clearly defined strength of his kit. Um, yeah. And then. His weakness is, well, it's Phoenix. I don't really think we need to go over that. Um, but I, like, yeah, I, I do think there's this, like, would they be willing to introduce very much the, like, an iconic jack-of-all-trades character, given they're stating this as a principle, do- like, design philosophy? Well, you've brought this up before, too, like when we've talked about new agent ideas and you're like, what if there was an agent that had a decent smoke and a decent flash and like... I like that idea. I think it's a good idea. I'm wondering whether that can be their defined strength and then their inherent weakness. I think yes, but I think it's very doubtful that Riot would ever introduce a character like that. Yeah, and if they did have like utility that could be used in all that could check all those different boxes, there still would have to be some sort of a theme bringing it together that makes it different than just oh, I have a worse Phoenix Flash and a worse Brim Smoke or something like that. Yeah, and then at at some point you 
you're either going to have this, like the, the tuning of it would be so precise because you're either going to have an agent that is extremely overpowered very easily or very underpowered super easily. Right. Yeah. So the tuning would have to be perfect in order to make that even possibly viable. And I don't know many scenarios where you would want that, where your team comp isn't just like, Oh, well, we already have a flash agent, so why not go with a better smokes? You know, we already have a smoke agent, why not go with a better flash? Like, in most scenarios, you're going to have one or the other. Yeah, and, like, I, I would agree in the context of pro play that it, it makes sense to lean towards agents that excel in one regard because in those coordinated settings, you can most effectively abuse their strength. Um, but in, like, when you're playing, when, like, we're just playing a, any old ranked game, right? Never does it happen that we're like, fuck, I wish I had a jack of all trades that can do a lot here. No, but I'm saying there's a lot of times where I'm thinking, like, okay, well, there's a lot of times when it comes down to everybody's locked, and you're standing there just being like, shit, one person hasn't locked, and we've got no flashes, and we've got no smokes. That happens a lot. No. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no flashes and no smokes. That's kind of That's Your team okay. better be locking four duelists. That doesn't happen to you because you play smokes. No, well, Hunter I... often plays flashes. I, I have Somebody a smoke character. smokes nor flashes. I have a smoke character and I have a flash character that I play. And, like, oftentimes I wait to lock and I can choose between those if I need to. Right? Right. I'm saying I play neither smokes nor flashes. But this doesn't affect the scenario of what the other four people on your team are doing. We get a jet, we get a chamber, and then somebody goes sage. And then someone goes raise. Now you're sitting there just being like, ah, shit. You're going two duelist, two sentinel in this comp. Like, when does that happen? We're not does, saying it's a good comp. I know, we're specifically saying, saying it's not that, a good comp. But, like, when it doesn't happen, it's very, like very it rare. Uh, I don't know about that. You see Sage um, Chamber in your games a lot? Well, I'm the, I'm the Chamber, and somebody else decides to play Yeah, <laughs> well, you're, if you're in the scenario, it means somebody else on your team has all of a sudden found themselves in this scenario. Um, <laughs> okay, I think a better argument for this is not team comp wise at all it's that in ranked games oftentimes you have a shit team right you're like fuck i gotta carry all of a sudden like you're constantly finding yourself in in 1v3s 1v4s now as in your if you're in that clutch scenario right it's very useful to have a bit of everything to be like oh shit you know my entire team died dumb rushing this entire site um, now I have to rotate and by myself and it's a one V four, um, there could still be a lurk. So maybe I need to flash this angle, but then, you know, I got to give myself some cover to get, to get bombed down. Um, right. Like that would be extremely useful in those scenarios. So I think that that's a better argument for how this character could be used in rank rather than team comp filling. Okay. Actually, my initial argument for mm-hmm. how this character could be used in rank is there's a lot of times when the, the lone smokes on your team goes and dies right off barrier drop. Now you're just like, ah, shit. Our oh. open died. Um, 
well, we could rotate, but then we got no smokes. Or we could stay here, and we've still got no smokes. Either way, we're fucked. Or like, you know, your KO, right-click flashes, and he's going to burst out onto sight, right? Good shit. Team's there, ready to back him up. Pops out right-click, somebody blind head taps him. Now we got no flashes. You're just like, ah, we didn't make it out of the choke point. And our only flash agent's dead. So I'm saying, I like in my team comps, when there's, you know, you've got two smokers or two flashers. I'm just saying, it's kind of nice when you got somebody else who could also toss a flash after your flash agent dies. Oh, no, yeah, that or could be super versa helpful. For smokes. I'm just saying, that, that that could be nice. Um, Hunter, what you yeah, saying? Okay. What am I saying about this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of going back and forth a little bit because on the one hand, like, yeah, I totally get that there are situations where it'd be really nice, but in the thick of things to be like, I've got all that I need. I have some I have a little bit of everything. But I also feel like the character could kind of be a little bit boring because the other character who has the most flexibility in the game when it comes to the different kinds of things they can do is Astra, where you know her her stars can become a variety of different things. And, you know, I don't think anyone's out here saying, oh, you know, Astra is super fun. We should have more agents like Astra. And so I feel like, you know, thinking that and being like, well, this agent wouldn't be mechanically like Astra. It kind of brings me back to what's the identity of this agent? Is it that like, you know, is there something where, you know, the more the more quickly they throw their abilities out, they get some sort of like a movement buff like that. I don't think that's a good idea. That's just sort of like the first thing that come to my head. That came to my head. I feel like it would need something for it to be an interesting agent that's more than just, you know, having a couple bunch of stuff. Yeah. That. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Cause there has to be something that makes them unique and makes people excited about playing them. Right. 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 I mean, obviously, the problem with Astra herself is that it's, uh, it's like very difficult to deploy your utility. It takes more steps yeah. and more. And you also thought. take yourself yeah. out of the game. Like, you take yourself out of the game to deploy your utility, which is just kind of like, meh. Uh, In my opinion, at least. Um, But I was going to say, unless you're going to Grimwall as Sage... Now, for those of you who are Sage mains out there, feel free to disagree with me. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, why why the fuck would I want to play Sage? I feel like her utility is just kind of boring, unless you're going to Grimwall. Well, if you take that case, initial I... peak and then you win, then you can heal yourself back up to full, so, you know. Yeah, I guess she's got that going for her. You can take a bit of chip damage here and there and steal yourself mm-hmm. back up. Yeah, she can't heal shields, though, so it's just like you're always kind of one-tappable. I mean, I guess no matter what, you're always kind of one-tappable. Um... Okay, but moving on. Um... So there's a couple things that they, they talk about, and they're, they're saying the Chamber and Phoenix check-in, uh, being the main two agents that they really touched on um, prior to uh, yeah. champions and whatnot. Um, okay, and so basically, they're basically saying, in regards to, to Chamber, um, the effect that he has on the ecosystem is negative, uh, and that his pick rate goes dramatically up as players get better at the game. And there's clearly this perception that he's too powerful and he's a must pick on many more maps, 
than they'd like him to be in pro play. Um, yeah. And so their their current plan is to nerf Chamber farther in certain ways that show a clear drawback for picking him. Shit. Because currently they feel like that clear drawback is not there. Now, what did we say from the fucking beginning of of when they released what these chamber nerfs are going to be? Like, shit, they're nerfing every single piece of his utility, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be enough, is what we said. Like, we said, it's not not that it's not enough for the character, but it's not going to change shit. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. It's like, they're not mm-hmm. touching the elephant in the room. It's the same problem we had with Jet. Yeah. They didn't want to address the elephant in the room. They're like, okay, well, maybe we'll just make everything worse, and it'll make people not want to play him Mm -hmm. as much. And then everyone was like, nah, we're still going to fucking play him. Like, everything's just a little bit harder now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I feel like that's going to, like, that's just kind of like the case in most scenarios, right? Uh, When, like, you're playing, like, when when there's a character you like to play, right? It sucks when they get nerfed. But that's probably not going to all of a sudden stop you from playing that character. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I like to play this character. Like, they, they nerfed the living fuck out of Jet how many times since the release of the game? I still love playing Jet. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I enjoy her kit. I like, I like the way I can play the game when I'm playing Jet. Now, am I not as good on Jet as I used to be? Absolutely. That's very much the case. But I'm not going to do, like, it's not like I just stop playing Jet because they nerfed the shit out of her. Yeah, you're not going to, like, pick up a fucking Killjoy all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I stopped yeah, yeah. playing Jet because Chamber came out, and I liked Chamber's kit. And now I still play Jet. But, like, it, it, I feel like it's the same thing, right? Like, you can you can nerf Chamber, and I'm still going to want to play him. And so long as you don't make him garbage... I feel like there are a lot of pros who were also in that same position. It's, I like playing Chamber. I feel comfortable playing Chamber. I'm used to his utility. I'm used to the way that he can play out certain <clears throat> scenarios. And, like, you're going to want to stay on it unless they make him unviable. And so I feel like it's it's a hard thing to to touch on. I'm curious yeah. what they do. They're going to need some some person that the same person that came up with the fucking jet shit to to be like okay now now here's what we're doing with chamber yeah like and i feel like the the nerf that they made to jet was was fine it's like it's fair it 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 gives jet her place while not making her omnipotent it's not my favorite change Uh, um but like i feel like in regards to to chamber it, it, it's based on the nature of his kit it's a lot harder to create situational manners in which like oh like your tps have oscillating power so like every five seconds for five seconds you can't tp out and then the next five seconds you could it's just like i don't, I don't know but one of the things i was going to say is for as far as pro play goes they're trying to just lower his pro play pick rate. If you pulled his his alarm pot, his trap, 
I think there's a clearly defined weakness there. Are you saying get rid of the trap entirely? Yeah. The one thing that makes him a sentinel. That's not... I would disagree that's the one thing that makes him a sentinel. I mean, me me too. I would also disagree with my own statement there, but I'm... Okay. I'm (laughs) saying... And Riot's covered this on why they still believe he's a sentinel regardless of their decision. Because, like, when they took away his first trap, they, they went over this. Because everybody's like, oh my god, there's one thing that makes him a sentinel, not a duelist. Um... I'm just saying, theoretically speaking, say they took that away. Do you think his pro play pick rate would drop? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> He's still good, but like the chamber trap is still is like a big fucking part of that, right? Because mm-hmm. he has that sentinel utility to lock down a part part of the site, uh, or at least like have the information to know if someone's coming there, right? Like that's that's huge. You take that away, like I mean, yeah. what are you replacing it with? Every character has three abilities so he has an ability that every time you hit it just fucking throws money on the ground like he this fucking makes it rain yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i don't know what they're gonna do with chamber but it seems to be that they're planning on nerfing him again unfortunately all right but they also sorry what's up no, no. I was just yeah. What, what's oh. next? Um. Okay. Oh, yeah. What's the so, Phoenix shit? Yeah. Um. So the Phoenix shit. He's, according to them, so and word for word, so far Phoenix is looking pretty powerful, at least as far as winning and ranked is concerned. Um, his flash is one of the strongest in the game now, according to our metrics. Uh, it's still too early to say if Phoenix will have a stronger place or impact in the pro ecosystem, or if his level of performance and rank will sustain over time. But early signs are promising that picking up Phoenix is no longer a gamble. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of the same thing in the opposite direction, where like they didn't address the elephant in the room, which is that his part of his kit just is shit. Uh, they just made the good parts of his kit slightly better. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, it's the it's the exact opposite thing, I think. Yeah, I I don't know, cause like I feel like there's there's unfortunately a lot of times when you're playing Phoenix in which you're just like, oh well, this Molly isn't the most useful right now, or like, oh this wall isn't the most useful right now. But they're never like bad. Well, I just feel like they just get used as heals a lot, you know? And that's not... I don't know. But if that's what they do, like, that's part of his kit. True. That's fine. Right? I feel like the... The... Like, and I feel like every agent kind of has that, right? Like, when you're playing Viper and you're just like, well... My Molly isn't the most useful thing in the world right now. I just... I have it. If you're playing Killjoy and they go to the other site, you're like, well, my utility's fucking worthless. Oh, well. You know, it's like... I feel like there's nothing inherently wrong with the rest of his utility not being... Like, oh, this is exactly what I want. It's just like... It's 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 part of the agent's kit. And I feel like... I feel like Phoenix is in a fine place right now. His flashes are fucking disgusting and hard to... Hard to dodge. Now, I think he should get a flashback after getting two kills instead of his fucking molly, but like... Yeah. 
I mean, with the best flashes in the game, is that t- too much? No, he's a fucking like he's a duelist. Like, what you get a fucking Molly back when you get two kills? What you get a fucking range, teleport you get a back? Grenade. With Jet, you get your dash. With Reina, you don't get shit. But like, what other duelists are there? Yori, you get a TP. Yeah. And your Phoenix, you get a fucking Molly. Yeah, it's the worst. That's just, that's not, not the worst part of his kit, but it's one of the two yeah, things it's, that it's, are the it's, worst. It's disappointing. Like, on every other duelist, when you get two kills, you're like, fuck yeah, I got this PC utility back, this is dope. And then there's Phoenix, you're like, well, I can heal another 10 HP if I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty brutal. But the thing is, I think that making his flash is so good, and like, you know, the little buff to his ult that should have been there all along, I think. Um, it's not... It's enough that it's going to increase his play rate, right? But I think that it's artificially increasing it by making one thing really good. But that's not having a well-rounded agent, right? It's like, oh, this agent basically only uses this piece of utility. Whereas you want to have an agent that can utilize their entire kit. That's just more fun to play. It can be useful in more scenarios, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if stats are the best thing to tell you what's going on here. Yeah, I know. I think I think Phoenix is 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 just fun to play, and like admittedly, he's the first agent I ever played in Valorant. Uh, yeah. Hunter, Hunter can attest to that. Yeah, because I, well. I I never played with you when you were playing Phoenix. No, yeah. it's not like I started like a day after you downloaded Valorant or something. You you started before I downloaded Valorant. No, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I played Valorant on your computer, and I was like, ooh, I want to get this game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so uh, no attesting from, from over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they also say that they're looking closely at Cypher to figure out what he might need to find his proper spot. Um, the his ability pick rate was to actually... use glitches. <laughs> his pick rate was actually up in the latest tournament. Really? Like he... People played Cypher? Yeah, people played Cypher on Breeze. Okay, who's people? Edward? I don't know. Nah. <laughs> Okay. Nats wasn't there. Not Nats. Yeah, I was like, wait. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Took me a second. This is how yeah, little of Cypher champions I watched. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody, like, some oh, yeah, people yeah. played Cypher there, on right? Breeze. Yeah. I think FPX played Cypher on Breeze. Um, okay, at any rate, outside of the, the, the fun facts that we talked touched on last episode, um, yeah, they just kind of address that there's a new controller coming out and that they don't really go into any details. So, like, yeah, that's about it. We don't okay, really was, have Were all the leaks fake? Details. Is it confirmed that the leaks are all fake? Yeah, the leaks were confirmed to be fake. Yeah, so, like, what the fuck? We have no yeah, idea yeah, other than probably a controller. Yeah, well, it's not probably. They confirmed it's a controller. And a wall-based controller? Um... I would assume so, and not yeah, a gun smoker. Yeah, let me go. Let me let me go back and read over the exact thing. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're going to tell you that, but I I would say that that makes the most sense, right? It says, aside from Viper, introducing controllers that can cover large open areas mm-hmm. is a blue ocean of opportunity. Okay, so this so this is playing more into all the shit in the battle pass where they have the wall of water 
like the big tsunamis and stuff. Oh yeah, I thought like, that. No, no, that's that's basically confirmed. It's a water-based. Yeah, water-based like, wall controller. Yeah, but it, it's it's saying that there's now who's to say it's going to be literally a wall. But they're addressing that there's they want to introduce competition. True, to but there's like battle pass cards that are literally a wall of water. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is obviously a hint to the next controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is cool. I, I like how they how they drop that, but like, you know, at this point, you just come out with the agent because you, you've hinted enough at it. It's not even like fun anymore to be like, ooh, I think they're hinting at something. It's like, well, okay, now we fucking know, <laughs> right? Just just tell us. Mm-hmm. If you got to make it this obvious, you know, it's like explaining a joke. All right, Hunter, are you still alive there? I am still alive. Yeah, I was and like, I we're losing him. Now. We're losing him. Yeah, we're <laughs> I've been trying to move around and stuff to stay in. Yeah, you got up and stretched yeah. for a second. Um, multiple times yeah um well hunter to, to close this off here you want to talk about the uh the stinger update at all um not really <laughs> I, mean, as much as I love the stinger the the buffs to it are quite uh subtle and like they said trying to make it feel more consistent with the right click and the uh burst and uh you know i've considered i've used the stinger a couple times since the buff and i haven't really noticed all that much I mean, I did get a pretty fucking sick stinger clip today. Yes, yes. That um, was beautiful. Where I, I peek someone down, like, uh, what was it, A main on Fracture? Yeah. And, uh, like, I was on attack, and they they had a marshal down A main, and I burst them to the head, and I got the kill. Which I was like, oh shit, like, the stinger actually kind of works at this, like, medium long range, which is yeah. wild. Now, I will say that they hit me in the body with the marshal. So, if they had hit me in the head, I probably would have died before I got that kill. If somebody hits you in the head with a marshal, you die before you get a kill no matter what gun you have. Well, yes. But it's because there's four, it's a four burst fire on the stinger. So I'm saying that, like, it's not like the stinger is all of a sudden better than the marshal at long range. It's just that right. it... it it's a timing thing, right? The yeah. the stinger is able to be used at that longer range, but it's not better than the marshal. The marshal just had to have hit me in the head if because I hit a good shot with with the stinger burst. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, it would have taken longer for my four bullets if we had fired at the same time to hit them, or yeah. you know, however many it took to hit to to kill them. I, I don't know if it's all four, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it worked in that scenario, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So one of the other things that Riot, like I, I, I don't really think Riot addressed this during their um, uh, their state of the agents, but like, Fade's pick rate is uh is up there in pro play at least, which I think is interesting because I don't see a bunch of Fade in my games. I I see minimal Fade in my games, but yeah. It seems to be the general consensus of the upper echelons of Valorant is fades too good. And so I wonder if that's mm. going to be addressed in some capacity. I mean, we talked about it a lot in the first, like, couple of weeks after release of Fade, right? Of, mm-hmm. oh, like, the pick rate was really high, like, fuck, she's really good. And now it seems like pick rate has fallen for at least our ranks. Um, but in pro, like, you know, Fade has definitely found her niche uh, in, in certain maps and certain comps. And she is very fucking good at it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a nerf coming her way, but I think that Riot might be, you know, 
hesitant to do that because her pick rate has fallen in the lower ranks. Right. Well, I was going to say, I feel that like fade has, it's, it's less that fade has found her niche. And I feel it's more that Sova has found his niche and fades become the more go-to information initiator. I don't know if it's more go-to. It actually might be more you do have pick rates up. Um, like I don't, Fade I don't could have had a higher have pick rate. Oh, Fade absolutely had a higher pick rate than Sova. Yeah, that, I mean, that's um, really Sova's interesting coming on... from a must-pick on most maps before. Well, because it was the only really information initiator. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Sova has his place on Breeze. Most people don't play Fade on, or most people don't, yeah, don't play Fade on Breeze and pick a, uh, a Sova instead. And then I believe there's another map in which, I, I believe it's Ascent. That Sova's yeah. pick rate is still really strong in, um, and then you you still see some fade on Ascent, but it's mostly Sova. And I mean, you see some fade on Breeze. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people have gone away from that in the pro since I haven't watched a ton of programming recently, but mm-hmm. like they did used to play fade on Breeze quite a bit as well. Yeah, um, I, I I feel like fades. I, I believe according to the latest statistics, fade is pretty low on Breeze. Okay. So it seems like they've kind of decided, okay, we're playing Fade or Sova. These are the Sova maps. These are the Fade maps. Um, and now, this is something that they touched on in regards to KO. How they said that uh, KO's not doing particularly well in the win rate regards in ranked games. But they think KO's really strong. And so any changes that are coming KO's way are going to be more just trying to make him more accessible, more ease of use, quality of life changes, rather than buffs. Like like lateral moves. Yeah. Um, But then also, there's been some PBE stuff, which, to be perfectly honest, this came out like earlier today or something like that, and I don't really have all that much information on it, or even if the PBE is even out yet, I just know Riot has addressed things that they're going to try out in the PBE. And that's kind of, uh, they're, they're messing with all the agent's flashes. So, wow. like, fla- uh, from what I know, they're trying to make initiators less good at using their own flashes for themselves. Mm, is the what I heard. Meta. Yeah, they're trying to, like, I, I think they're trying to make it so that, like, well, that's what Sky, they did for Sky too, but doesn't that completely defeat the p- point of the buffs they made to uh, to Ko and to Phoenix? I guess I Phoenix know. is not a is not an initiator, but yeah, Phoenix is a duelist, um, and I think they're trying to make it so that like Phoenix, and then I think they they also addressed Reyna. Reyna's flash is getting some changes to make it, and like your boy Dre came out on Twitter and was just like, "I'm back, baby." <laughs> like rain is back yeah, i'm back rain, yeah <laughs> your boy drake came out and just like fucking pick me up rain is about to be goaded um i don't i don't actually know what the changes are though well, let me see if i can find it real quick well what i was gonna say is just six hours ago the pbe was updated with the newest changes for you know the portable beta environment i don't know i'm not sure what pbe stands for. what i don't think it's portable Oh, public beta environment. Yeah, public. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know why that, Portable. that didn't make any sense. Yeah, that, that's anyway. the Valorant mobile, actually. Yeah. 
So they came out and they said for the current PBE, um, the, the, the changes for the flashes for each agent. Had you seen this yet, Cass? No, I haven't. I don't actually know what the changes are. I just know that there are flash changes. Yep. Uh, want, want me to take you guys on a little journey real quick? Absolutely, Absolutely Hunter. Take me through it. Cool. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard your voice in so long. It's nice to Aww. hear you back and alive. Thank you. Thank you. The verse is the Sky and KO. The idea is to make their flashes less self-sufficient while um, still making them strong. So first of all, with Sky, they said, Guiding Light, meaning her birds, Hulk out. Those are the Guiding Light. Uh, Guiding Light's destructibility didn't feel like a meaningful counterplay, instead overtly punishing when Sky tried to throw them at longer range. So they uh, made Sky Flashes not destructible anymore. Oh, shit. Um, Man, that's yeah, that's bullshit. huge. That is <laughs> that's some fucking that's bullshit. like that's not even <laughs> something to like glance at. That's that's fucking <laughs> massive. Yeah, wait, I wait, saw wait, that wait. and I was like, God. "What do you mean, Hunter? Like, literally in the game where I was, oh, fuck, I might have been spectating Chase. I don't. know. I was spectating one of the two of you guys in literally this last game we played. One of you guys threw a skybird out of the air. Admittedly, I was thinking, Hunter. Yeah. Okay. I admittedly I was thinking when it happened. Oh, you didn't mean to do that. No, he didn't. Oh, oh, oh. There is no way he meant to do it. <laughs> I remember yeah. thinking, yeah, there's no way you meant to do that. You were just pre-firing. But hey, Sky doesn't get a flash down. That's fucking dope. <laughs> right, right. Okay, now so, if we if we back up a little bit, I think it might be a fair change. After the initial holy shit, like, who yeah. else's flashes are destructible? I feel like Sky's flashes, if anything, were almost just like, it's like you don't get a chance to break them. Well, before we before we talk about the uh, you know the nuances, let me kind of run you through the whole picture with Sky. So Wait, hold on, now, real quick, before you yeah. start, Chase, to answer your question, Reina's flashes are destructible. Yeah, no, we already talked about Reina. Okay. Well, though maybe um, Hunter will further talk about Reina. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the max flash duration of Sky's guiding light now scales from one point two five seconds to two point two five seconds over a point, uh, seven five second charge-up after being cast. So if oh, you try so to whip further. your bird around the corner, yeah, it's only going to flash a very short time, whereas if you're really guiding that bird in, like a remote-controlled drone over a long distance, and the enemy has a lot of time to like turn away from it, then if you do manage to catch them, they'll be blinded for longer. I mean, this is just going to lead to the sky playing back a little bit more, right? So that's... Because if you can still flash around the same corner really quickly and pop flash someone with a, like a really long flash, but you can't be the one to peek off of it. So that's kind of, I guess, their intended purpose. Yeah, and something that furthers that purpose is that unequipped delay out of guiding light increased from 0.75 to 0.85 seconds. So it's longer for you to pull out your gun after your... Uh, you know, what, eight, you then, know what this game yeah. needed? Uh, sky nerfs. <laughs> okay well but like what was yeah. what was sky's flash before because i don't actually know how long you get flashed by each agent all i know is yoru feels like a fucking eternity every time hunter flashes me <laughs> uh i'm not sure what, what, what i don't know long. okay like i'm wondering where like how these numbers relate to what they were before okay this this, this is pretty easy to look up i'll, I'll just look it up real quick okay. yeah like sky flash duration um i would assume that it would be toward the longer end of this. Yeah, 
Like, I, I'm wondering if the, the 2.25 is an increase over what it was before, or they're saying 2.25 is what it was before, and now you don't get that. Yeah, unless If you immediately go, yeah. you know. Okay, so before, like... before it was a flat two-second flash. So okay. now you get 0.25 more if you charge it up all the way, and 0.75 less if you just yeet it around the corner and pop it out. Hmm, okay. Okay, okay. Um, I like yeah. this less for my ranked games. <laughs> yeah, the whole not up. being able to shoot the birds is going to be so weird, though. Yeah, Even though I don't shoot them shoot all that often. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm a fucking deer in headlight when it comes to flashes. I don't shoot them. I don't turn away from them. I try to turn away from them, but I get fucking full-blinded anyway. Um, I think my brain just doesn't work properly. And I see a flash, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, what do I do? And then that thought stays in my brain way too long before my brain goes, oh, you can turn away from this. Or, oh, <laughs> you can shoot this. Yeah. I'm and that way with time... breach flashes. I am not good at dodging <laughs> breach flashes. But, but, like, by the time I get to the point where my brain's like, you can shoot the sky flash, I'm already flashed for two fucking seconds. Yeah. There you have it. Yeah. I mean, I would say this is a little bit of a buff to me in the same vein that yeah. I am never going to shoot a sky flash because I don't trust my aim and my brain doesn't get to the, Oh, I need to shoot this point. I immediately go to the turn away from this. Mm. So it's meaning if it was, if it's too fast of a flash for me to turn away from, I will get blinded for less time now. And right. they're giving like, they're giving me more time to turn away from it. Otherwise, so even better. Yeah, no, I just feel like it, it punished having having the bird be destroyable was mainly punishing you from just chucking a bird out into somebody who's pre-firing an angle. Right? I feel like that was the main main aspect of it being destroyed. Not that like, oh, if this guy's flying a bird in here, I can shoot it and now she doesn't get a flash. I feel like it was more of, oh, I know Sky is trapped in this corner, and she's probably going to want to pop flash me. Like, I can pre-fire this bird down, which is just not the case anymore. I feel like that's the more relevant change to it not being destroyable. Yeah, I mean, in the same way, K.O. would have just been able to do it. Yeah, but they're playing a Sky, they're not playing a K.O. Well, you don't and, try and that's another... A K.O. flash. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah, yeah. Um... That goes down to what we were discussing about the state of the agents at the beginning in terms of that sharpness and uniqueness that I think the reason why Sky's Flashes was destructible for so long is that, you know, the idea you're throwing out an actual bird, like you're harnessing the power of creatures. Of course, you could shoot an actual bird out of the yeah. sky. So it works well thematically. Also, um, all prior to this change, all of Sky's utility is destroyable. Well, I mean, not her heal, but that's... Yeah, that's not. destroyable. You kill the sky. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, wherever it's emanating from, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you shoot her heal, she dies. Yeah. Ergo, she doesn't God get the it. heal anymore. True. Yeah. Fair, Any more comments about sky before we move on to the next one? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Sky is one of the longer ones, I will say. Okay. Okay, KO, basically they said his uh, right click is too good and his left click is 
underwhelming since it requires so much more work to get it to a meaningful position that's actually going to flash enemies. So, right, so the opposite of the Bucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So the right-click flashbang max duration was decreased from 2 seconds to 1.5 seconds. So they almost took half of the flash from right being right-click flashed away. Um, the overhand left-click flashbang max duration goes from 2 to 2.25. So now there's a whole second of difference between being right-click flashed versus being left-click flashed. So if you get left-click flashed, you're going to be in for a world of hurt in terms of how long you'll be seeing that uh, light-colored screen. And then for both of these, um, they're left and right, the unequipped delay after you're done throwing the flash, uh, decrease from 0.6 to 0.85 seconds. It's going to be, so uh, this goes directly to what they were saying in terms of being able to peek off your own, you know, you know, get kills off your own flash. It's going to be that much harder for KO to right-click uh, flash and then peek out of it. And is that 0.15 seconds going to make the difference in every engagement? Like, no, but it still is something to make it less of a, you know, well, best way to go around a corner that it is now. I, I think there's a really, you know, there, there, there's something interesting here in that. It, because you're both increasing the unequipped delay and you're decreasing the max flash duration for the right click, KO now yeah. has, if I'm getting the numbers correct, 0.35 seconds while you're still flashed. See, I, I, I was, as you were, I could see where you were going as you were saying that. And I think you're going to have a little bit more time than that because you start the unequip the second you throw out the flash, but there's a bit of a delay before the flash oh, okay. pops Okay. and people are blind. So I think it's going to work out to be, give you a little bit more than that. But yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, that is a good point that they're chipping it away at it from both ends there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing though, is I feel like this could put KO's right clock or sorry, uh, <laughs> KO's right click flash into a, a a semi-similar position to um, to Phoenix's, where mm -hmm. I see a lot of Phoenix's throw a flash out and then just get head-tapped anyway because they swing into someone's pre-fire. Right, because as soon as someone gets fully flashed, if they're like, I can't dodge this, they're just going to hold down left-click. Yeah, right. and so I think because the timing window is now much tighter, there's a lot less time for you to be like, yeah, let me let them fire three or four bullets, and then I'll swing. Um, true, true. Or, oh, I'll swing wider to get around their pre-fire, and then I'll shoot them. I feel like because the yeah. time is being cut into on both ends, that it's going to be a bit of a... Uh... Oh, yeah, you might yeah. have more opportunity to just spray them down when they flash you. Right, right. That That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. So I obviously we'll have to yeah. see how that, uh, how that change is actually used in effect. Yeah, I think that changes the one that I'm most interested to see because even though I play KO sometimes, it is kind of dumb how until this point an initiator had the best like aggressive duelisty like like oh you know yeah pop a flash into your face and get a kill off of it flash. Mm -hmm. I will say so, though, yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm worried about KO in ranked play. In mm. pro play, I'm not concerned about his his strength and his longevity uh, in terms of his knife is fucking good. Yeah. Um, but, and his knife is still fucking good. 
But yeah. I feel like his his flash, and specifically the right click flash, was an integral part to his kid in ranked play. Uh, namely, in that, as stated, the left click flash is a bit unintuitive and hard to get good use out of. Like it's mm-hmm. like it, this isn't CS where everybody's got the same fucking flash and everybody knows a hundred fucking flash lineups because you need them. Right? It's like, yeah. there is one character who has a flash that behaves in this manner, and if I'm trying to pop flash a certain thing with my left-click flash, then I have to know this lineup. It's not like this lineup crosses over to other characters or anything like that. Uh, maybe right. it'll, it'll encourage more lineups. Yeah. But now we're going to yeah. be flashed for even longer when people are in these lineups. <laughs> Tony's going to flash you and he's on the yeah, KO. Yeah, but the KO more. can't necessarily but yeah jesus christ my own my own fucking teammate is now yeah. gonna flash yeah. me for even longer with the fucking <laughs> right, left right. flashes yep very true which comes down to what you're saying in in terms of it being an issue for ranked that you know yeah if you have a cool lineup for your left click flash but your teammate walks right into it then <laughs> that doesn't work out so well <laughs> now, now i'm doubly fucked yeah uh, <laughs> Okay, so this, so yeah. but this, but you know, this does put Ko more into the territory of what his his role, you know, is uh, on paper, which is an initiator, setting up his team for success yeah. rather than just getting and, the success I, himself. I I am personally tired of in pro play seeing no duelist, like the no duelist meta. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping this does something to address that because a lot of teams were using Ko as their entry slash dive. Right. Right. Um. And I really hope that them put, trying to push KO into more of that supportive role is going to lessen that, and that you're going to want a proper dive. Yeah, it might lessen um, it a little a, bit. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I, I I think this is a fantastic change for for pro play. I'm slightly concerned for the rank play experience as far as KO goes. I think that's really fair. And as you were talking about uh, duelists um, and uh, dive players, it's time to transition to the two duelists who've had flash changes. First of all is Reyna's. Uh, you know, you talk about a defining characteristic of a flash being changed with Sky's Bird not being destructible. Well, they are removing the range restriction on being nearsighted by Reyna's Leer. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so no more, uh, oh, well, Rain is a throw on Breeze because her Leer doesn't do anything half the time. Um, so, you know, Reyna on Breeze, new meta? <laughs> Probably uh, not. No, but, <laughs> but, but it yeah. actually makes her the same as other maps, at least. Right, right. Um, also, besides that, uh, wind-up of nearsight effect, so how long it will take for you to start getting affected after you see the eye. That happens faster from 0.6 seconds to 0.4. Um, and it was then 0.6 seconds before? Fuck. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, you, had, you had time to destroy Rain's Lear. And also oh, you get oh from it. when she casts? Or is it from when you, like, if it's already out? Because if it's already out and you see it, like. No, I think it's from, like. I, I think it's from when, I think it's from when it gets stationary in the sky to when it starts affecting you. I think that's what it is. So it's like... No, I think it's... Because it's absolutely not the travel time 
No, it's not travel. In, maybe it's not travel you. time. I don't but think. I'm saying it's not because the travel time is the same. Like when you throw the rain, of, I mean, I guess unless you throw it at your feet, but like it goes the same distance, regardless of whether you throw it up in the sky or on the ground, unless you throw it super close to your foot. Well, well think about this, Cass. You've had times when you're holding an angle, you see the rain eye show up in the sky. You see it like in position. And then there's a brief window where you're seeing the eye and not being nearsighted yet. Yes. And then you get nearsighted. I'm so, pretty yeah. sure that's what it's talking about. You okay. see the eye in position and then it, so now that, so now there's less, there's, it's been reduced by a third of okay. how much time you have in that. However, that, that, I, that was the debate of, in my head of, is that the time or is it the time of like, say it's already been out for half a second. And then yeah. I peek around a corner into it. There's not a time where I can see. There's not 0.6 seconds there. Yeah, see, no, no, that's, see that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where I was. Right? I initially thought maybe that's how it was. But then I realized I think what I'm thinking about is that, like, as you're starting to see the leer in this, like, on your screen, you might just, like, realize it's there while you're seeing the rest of your screen. I don't think there is much of a delay there. So no, I, I, I think like, the theory we've arrived on is good. There's a sweeping kind of effect when you uh when you jiggle peek into a leer like you can right. kind of see it it's like uh like a shadow crossing your your vision yeah right as you like jiggle peek out into a leer like that leer effect kind of moves horizontally across your screen and so it's like as soon as you see the leer like your line of sight to the leer is then blocked right right so i feel like it's not that i feel like that that was always instant Speaking of instant, this next part, it's hard to say what exactly they really mean by this, unless maybe you guys will be able to shed some light on it, but they have two bullet points after that that seem to be, that are confusing. Um, uh, it's a nearsight unequipped delay, which that part is, is clear. That's like after you've thrown, you throw the eye out, you're going to equip your gun. The first bullet point says nearsight unequipped delay decreased 0.7 to 0.5. So that means that part is clear. It means you can, you know, get your gun out faster. But then the next point says near sight, near sight unequipped delay. So same term, set to, and then in quotes, instant. So what they mean by set to instant and how is how that's related to the seven point seven to point five? I, I don't know what what exactly is going on there. That's confusing. Those seem like two contradictory terms. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is they say instant in air in like quotes. It's not like just the word instant. So it's like in quotes, instant. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know what they're meaning by that, but are they either way faster point, after you point five or whatever is like to you pretty instant, but like, that's not pretty instant. Let's have a second. Yeah, like... Right. And then after all those buffs to her leer, there is one nerf, which is that the duration that the leer will be in the sky is decreased from 2.6 seconds to two seconds. Oh, so that's they... actually significant as well. Yeah, I feel like, why, why bother with that? Yeah, why? It wasn't like, oh, shit, the leer is up too long. Because it's still destructible. Well, well I, th I, mean, I, think okay. that might, I think that might play into their whole goal of, you know, with the initiators, is all about setting up your team. And this is all about the opposite, which is setting up you. So you don't want the leer to be this team thing. Oh, you chuck it up, and now your whole team can, you know, waddle under it. And it's, you know, you chuck it out real quick so you can clear a specific angle. If your Sova is 10 yards back, now the Lear might not be helping him anymore by the time he gets to it. Maybe, but Rain has still picked so little, like, 
why give any nerf? Oh, okay, the the only thing I can think of here is uh, Reyna overperforms at lower elos and underperforms at higher elos. How much of that is uh, people that are actually higher elos? Well, there, there's, <laughs> yeah. a whole, there, there's a whole another debate that uh, we don't really need really to get true. into right now. But there are definitely times when I'm playing a ratty angle and a Rainalier comes out and I'm like, I'm not shooting this. Hope they don't clear me. Yep, yep. And then I get like a 2 or a 3k because they don't clear me. But there's a, there's a whole lot of fucking panic that I'm going oh, through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. While that leers up in the air and I can't see jack shit and I hear oh, a yeah. thousand fucking people stomping onto site and I'm just like I swear to like I fucking hope they don't clear me. <laughs> like, um and I'm specifically thinking of A site ascent right now on defense. Um when mm-hmm. I'm not playing you know those boxes on like when you're attacking, as soon as you cross through A main choke point, those boxes on the right side. Oh yeah. I feel like people very often clear on top of those boxes. But they don't clear around the back side of those boxes. Like that little corner yeah. you can kind of be in. Yep, They'll yep. often put a chamber TP there. So I can be over there. And there, yeah, there are multiple times and I'm just sitting there just being like, I really hope this Reina doesn't clear this right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to shoot the lair. And now there's a bit less time that I have to undergo that panic. True. But I really hope they don't clear me right now. Yeah. But I feel like that's not I feel like that's a whatever changed Reina, like like big fucking whoop. I feel like that's not a Like I now I don't know what they mean by instant. Yeah, and that's I guess the, yeah. I guess the range restriction's kinda nice if you're gonna play around Breeze, because I know if I was holding bridge on A side with an op and a Reina Lear would come out, I wouldn't even fucking bother. Cause I know it doesn't reach me. Right. Now it, now you will have to bother. Yeah, now I will have to bother with it. Um, and I feel like that's the big thing. Like, for an opera holding a long angle... Yeah. ...where your Lear was previously not able to reach, now I have to fire that shot to get rid of that Lear. And the op cycle bolt is fucking forever. Yep. So unless I'm changing actually... my ult out. I'm a little confused, Cass. I've never heard you talk about how slow the op is to fire. You you, you might want to expound on this a little bit. More. Yeah, okay. So, like, when you're not playing chamber with his alt, the op is slow as fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we've gone over this before. If you need me to really break it down for you. Oh, yeah. Basically, the way it works is you take yeah. a shot, and then you're useless for the rest of the game. And then after you load into your next game, then you can fire again. Uh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Can you game the system by immediately uh, alt F4-ing after you take a shot and then reconnecting? Well, that depends on whether you've got uh, one of those, like, SATA drives or not. Right, right. Right, because then you're kind of gambling on whether the game boots up faster or, like, you cycle that bolt faster. And so, like, if you got a really <laughs> good hard drive, the game boots up fast enough that you can just fire again before you'd be able I to see, otherwise. Um, <laughs> Understandable. But yeah, at that point, this is pay to win. Yeah, true. <laughs> Pay to wait outside the game. Yeah. And then the last duelist who was touched is the simplest, which is Yoru. Uh, they just straight up uh, increased the duration of his uh, regular flash from 1.5 to 1.75 seconds. 
I mean, um, fair if they're increasing the duration for the rest of things, but also, fuck, they're increasing a lot of durations of flashes here, and that's going to yeah. suck. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the things I will say is I found out earlier today that um, Yoru is actually the agent in the game who can flash you for the longest. With his decoy. With his yeah. decoy. It's three seconds. Really? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the easiest to dodge being e- well, not shoot or dodge after you shoot, yeah. shoot it. Right, so. right. Or if you're me, shoot it and then stare at it. Yeah, so you get flashed a lot for I three get flashed seconds. a lot for three seconds. That's a long-ass time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a long-ass time. <laughs> you, have enough, you, you maybe have enough time to get through the first motion of cycling your op bolt while you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I typically find out next round whether my bolt cycled in time or not yeah to which the answer is no no it did not yeah but like at least i know yeah i was saying the whole bolt cycling thing it's like similar to mashing the reload when you're uh firing a marshal right Mm. is that still the same as it as it used to be hunter you're the one who yeah i believe so i believe bucky and marshall are the same yeah bucky and marshall it's like you have infinite ammo if you mash reload yeah, yeah. Um, for anyone who isn't in the know on this one, um, basically the Bucky and Marshall are the only two guns that load sequentially rather than swapping out a magazine. And it just so happens that um, the bolt cycle for the Marshall and the, I guess, chambering the next shell for the shotgun, there's no time added if you just reload and then shoot in between. So theoretically, you should just you know, press reload immediately after every shot, and then you're keeping your mag at yeah, max he, with no downside. That only works with the Marshall when you're firing on ADS. Like, that only works oh. when you're hip-firing. Oh, true, true, okay. Because you need to... I suppose it could technically work if you always have four out of five bullets. Then I don't know how that works, but I know that, like, if you don't have... If you don't go to max bullets, you have to cancel your reload. Because otherwise, when you hit R, it's going to continue to to reload ammo into yeah, the marshal. You, you can cancel by firing. I don't know if you can cancel by ADSing, though. And I, I play on Toggle. Maybe I can? It's not going to prevent you from ADSing. Yeah, now that I think about it... You probably can. Yeah, there's no Maybe. way it prevents you from ADSing. No, you yeah, you can definitely yeah. ADS yeah. mid-reload. But, like, I, I will say that is, like, because when Hunter told me about it, like, I gave that a shot on the Marshall, and I never buy a Bucky, so I've never even bothered to attempt this with a Bucky. But, like, it kind of, like, it, it, like, it takes you out of the game a bit. It's like, oh, now I yeah. gotta hit reload, and now I have to, like, ADS again. It's effectively much easier to not need to do that all the time yeah i understand in in a perfect world or if i could if riot would allow macros for certain guns which they don't if you're curious about that um then maybe like it's like oh in my mouse software when i have the marshal equipped i want to have a certain key on my keyboard that allows me to turn on this macro that when i fire using left click it hits R so that I reload a shot, which would take my finger off of having to hit the reload to to go through yeah. all that. But I like I've known that that's a thing with the Marshall for a very long time, and I don't really like making use of it because I feel like it makes my 
it's like an extra step towards aiming and trying to hit someone that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, so the time delay might not be any yeah. different, but like the the visual difference is something that you have to get used to at least. Or just mm-hmm. the, like the finger movement, yeah. right? It's like the time might not add anything, but like this is an extra button press per minute or per instance that I need. And my finger needs to leave my D key to be on the R key. And therefore, that's a period of time in which I can't strafe right. Right. Um, I don't. I don't have reload on my mouse, um, so I can't do that instead. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if you had a thumb button for reload, that could be something that's like inconsequential. But I don't have that. That was the end of the uh, the flash agents, right? Or the flash changes. Indeed, it was. Yeah. Yes. Now, nothing else has couple... happened in the Valor world, right? <laughs> No, that's about well, it. Yeah. Okay. What What else is up with the PBE? I will say there are two. There are two mo- more things worth noting. There are a bunch of little things. One of them, I I laughed when I read this. It says fixed issue where Killjoy's turret fires straight forward after firing at an enemy <laughs> and then losing sight of them. Yeah, I think I that, that's why. been in previous patch notes as well, Stay hasn't up. it? Yeah. yeah. I wonder why they're revisiting that at this particular time. Hard to say. Okay, yeah. this this is, reading over this, this is actually something I'm kind of curious about. It says, fixed an issue, Rikeo's null command, disabled Killjoy's turret, if the turret is hit by the pulse, but Killjoy is not. Yeah. Does that mean that a Killjoy can camp outside a range of KO's null command, and the turret still works? Yeah, of course. I believe that's the intended behavior. Yeah, that is the intended okay. behavior, of course yeah. it is. I, I, I thought that was the intended behavior. Yeah. So yeah, what, yeah. We're, what we're saying is, beforehand that was not the case no it said that in in certain circumstances possibly that was not the case okay that it might not have been replicable like it was like a a very rare bug whereas Mm. the other the killjoy turret bug where it would fire in the opposite direction um was a replicable bug meaning that it happened the same way if you replicated the same circumstances every time yeah but um, the other bug could have been like a randomness, like weird bug, you know. Sure. Now there's also a change in here that's going to be a to bruise your ego a little bit, Chase. Fixed breaches rolling thunder, showing dead enemies hit in the combat report. You're gonna you're gonna see that number be going down a little bit. It looks like unfortunate. I I didn't actually know yeah. that that happened. You need to die. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I guess I, I do look at those numbers because they are super useful but not really for the rolling thunder it's more for like yeah. hey like i stunned this area um, yeah yeah and people people have been talking about whether that should be a, a feature or not yeah like like it's if you don't visually confirm it yeah like if you don't visually confirm it you're like oh there was someone there someone's someone's playing in hookah yeah, yeah. like i i got a concuss off on them and i've been getting a concuss off them every round now, no one's done anything about that on my team, but I know that there's every round someone's in hookah. And so, yeah, there's this. True. I think there is a debate whether that should be even in the game or not. Yeah, I mean, it would have to. If they remove that, it would remove a lot of things, like, you know, how many people displaced by the shock dart or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then finally, the last thing that I thought was worth noting from the PBE patch notes, and this is a little creepy because I was literally griping about this not being a thing, not on podcast, but just in Discord. And clearly the the Riot um, developers have found a way to listen in because now you can favorite gun skins, player cards, sprays, gun buddies, and level borders. I don't know what the level borders part is. And it has added the ability to now filter your collection Thank fucking God. It is about time. So for gun skins, you can do owned slash unowned as before. Favorite slash non-favorites, tiers, select, deluxe, premium, ultra exclusive, and then all of the other uh, things mentioned, owned, unowned, favorites, non-favorites. So no longer when I'm going through my buddies do I have to scroll through 15 billion buddies I will never use because I can just mark the ones I actually like as favorites. And that is so cool. Yeah, like if you actually get a cool buddy, you can immediately go in and favorite it and then be like, okay, well, I'm not going to use this right now, but eventually when I want to use this buddy on a gun or, you know, maybe I'll get a skin that it yeah. works really well with. Um, mm-hmm. Then you can uh, you can throw that on and not yeah. have to search through 200 buddies to get there. That, yeah. That's a great change. Now, one of the changes really that, they've, that they've tossed in here uh, which I think is overall good, but there's a potential caveat to this, is the random favorite, which is something people have been asking for for a long time, um, which is in addition to being able to sort through your weapon collection and set favorites, uh, you can now select random favorite for each weapon type. And this will make it so that each game you play, you get one of your favorite weapons, along with one of the variants that you own at random each time you enter a match. And I think there is one inherent negative to this, which is this, along with one of the variants you own. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's why would they do that. That's fucked. For example, with the RGX, I really don't like the default variant. At yeah. all. The, what is the default variant? What the color? green one. Yeah, the green sucks and the fucking yellow yeah. sucks. Red, I, I like red the and black are the only ones that are like decent. I like the yellow. The yellow but, is a terrible the yellow skin. with the purple. The yellow with the purple uh, light, kind of cool. Oh, okay. I actually personally really dislike the yellow with the purple. Yeah, like oh. be able to select a variant. Come on. Yeah. Um. And also, mm. just like at least on the RGX, like let me fucking pick which one I want to start with. Like that's unrelated to this, but yeah, yes. unrelated yeah, yeah. entirely. Okay. No, but I, I remember while I was watching you guys play a game, and I was in um, in the range, it took me literally two rounds of your game for me to get to the correct RGX variant I wanted. It took me literally two fucking rounds of your game. And now, admittedly, color, this you is mean, an outlier. Not variant, but yeah. yeah, 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 color. This is, this is an outlier, but nonetheless... That's fucking ridiculous. Well, they should just make it a standard pattern. Yeah. Uh, Cass currently has the headset off, so he didn't actually hear what I just said. No, no, I actually did hear that. Oh, okay. I, I, um, I hold my headset close enough that I can hear when I have to plug it in. Um, but, yeah, I, the way easier fix there, instead of choosing what you want to start with, although that would be fine as well, is just make it a standard pattern instead of random. Just hmm. say, like, this is the cycle, and so you know, oh, I need to hit you know, inspect four times to get to the color that I want. Yeah. Which would also be a solution, although I don't like that one as much. Um, Why not? 
It's because like uh, there's something cool about you getting a random one. You're just like, wee! I got the like, I get this one. I don't want a fucking random one. I'm just lucky that I like the first one. Right, and like I'm saying, (laughs) I know when you don't like. I'm just saying, like if you don't care, and like end end of the round, right? You're just flipping through your variants, and you're like, ooh, I got the yellow one. Or you're flipping through the colors, like yeah, I like the yellow on the black. This is cool. Like ooh, I got the purple one this time. You know, like if you don't care. I feel like the randoms can be kind of cool. But if you do care, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I never um, change it at all. Ever. Okay. E- either way, um, I think the along with one of the variants you own is, like, unless they introduce a way for you to tick certain ones that you want to have the potential to show up. Like, for specifically for the um, my classic, I've got the Prime Classic. I think I have every variation unlocked. Because at a different point in time, I tried all the variations. And mm-hmm. again, with the Prime Classic, I wouldn't particularly care which one I get. But I also own the Prime 2.0 Phantom. Um, and I've got, I think I also have the majority of the variants unlocked in that. I think I'm missing one variant that I don't have unlocked. But I don't want one of those variants. Like, I don't really like the green and blue one on it. So, like, I don't really want I really that like, like the green and blue. Like, it's like, I have that one unlocked, but I don't really want that one to come up. And, like, I would never check that over my Zed Phantom, because I like that one way more. But, like, just for example, right? And, like, I own, um... Uh, I've got both RGX Frenzy and Prime 2.0 Frenzy. And I kind of go between them for, like, which one I'm using. So I think that's great to have as, like, a feature. It's like, oh, this game I get the uh, I get the Prime Frenzy, or, like, this game I get the RGX Frenzy. But I've got the variant, like, I've got my color variant that I want it to be. On each of those, yeah. On each of those. I don't want it to be the random one. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I totally see that in, in another, you know, way of looking at it. Like, it they're just trying to make it like a, a fun extra feature. And I think that that's true, but it's because they don't allow you to select what variant you want on each uh, skin. Then I will probably only use it on skins that I don't give a shit about or on guns. I don't give a shit about, right? Like mm-hmm. I'll probably use it on my classic because you know what? If I get the fucking yellow RGX classic, I I don't give a shit. You know, like it, I don't even know if I own it, but <clears throat> is that your classic? Is your classic the RGX? Yeah. But I also have a couple other classics. And so it'd be cool, you know, if I, you know, randomly went into a game, it doesn't really matter. I'd be like, oh, th- like I have this classic, this game, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm going to be seeing for most of the, of the game. But if, on mm-hmm. my Vandal skin, I want my Vandal skin. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I think this is a feature to try to help them sell more skins, which like, Hey, power to you if you want to buy more Yeah, skins, but it doesn't help them it. sell more variants. Yeah, but you're not really selling variants. You I are. Mean, Radiantite is fucking pricey. Yeah, I've never bought Radiantite in my life, and I never will. That's the most... Neither have I, but people have. And so yeah, people do, and that's why it's so fucking expensive. Um, yeah. Buy the fucking Battle Pass, for fuck's sake. Like, it's so much cheaper, is it not? 
Oh, way cheaper. You get an insane amount of Radionite if you actually finish a battle pass. Yeah, the problem is if you were to buy like three full packs in a row, so that's like what a pack every two weeks, then you have you're nowhere near enough. Way more Radiant. Yeah, nowhere near. Yeah, but they don't release top tier skins every two weeks. Like a bunch of the skins that come out, like there aren't a bunch of shit you can even upgrade. I don't even know if you, you couldn't even upgrade a single pack, not at all. Like you you need to save up for a couple of battle passes, you know. Yeah, but like uh, unless you're someone who collects, like unless you're fucking yay, and you own literally every gun in the game and every fucking variant in the game, like yeah, you buy a pack and you're like, you know what, I want this gun and this gun out of this pack, and I want the knife, and I'm gonna upgrade these, and I don't give a fuck about that Buffy skin. Yeah, like I'm not gonna waste radiantite on that shit. So well, like, yeah, you wouldn't you know. favorite that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think like it it's a cool feature. Do I wish that it had the uh the other thing where I could select what variant? Yes. Hopefully they'll come out with that eventually and they're just trying to like introduce it in a more simplistic form. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Are there any are there any guns that you could think of off the top of your head that you're going to select multiple or you're going to select the random favorite for? Yeah, the classic. Hunter, you there? Sort of. What's up? Okay. <laughs> Are there any guns that you're going to select the random favorite for? Uh, yes. The first that comes to mind is... Well, I had two that came to mind. The, the first no brainer. for you. I, I was actually thinking Phantom because I have, I have my two favorite Phantom skins, which is Singularity and Champions. So I would honestly be down for either of them on any given game. Um, and then Vandal, I have a collection of skins that are just all right and not my favorite. For whatever reason, it worked out that way. So, so cycling through those would be cool too. So I, I think I'll do it with a good number of my skins, honestly. Maybe knives. Knives. True. I would, um, yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I don't... I don't care i mean you you have your knife that you like yeah um, but between my like i'll switch back and forth every now and then between the uh rgx butterfly and the uh karambit yeah i gotta say i wish i had the karambit on my main yeah the karambit's so fucking fuck fun the too. velocity karambit's cool velocity <laughs> karambit's dope mm-hmm. um yep so i'd probably just select those two um uh, and i only have two of the knife variants unlocked which is the the black and the red. Mm. But if I get the green, I'm going to be a little upset, you know? Yeah, because, like... Yeah, I really don't want the green katana. And so, like... But also, I don't want to use, like... I own two knives. One of them's an axe from, like, an early battle pass. It's like the prism to Yeah, so you, you wouldn't do it, yeah. And, like, it's like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm fucking, like... And I've only ever bought one full pack. And I bought that because I wanted the knife. And I really feel bad about buying that pack. Because don't get me wrong, the knife is fucking cool. But mm-hmm. I don't use the I like I use literally nothing else from that. I guess I, I'm currently using the Frenzy for it. And I like my Frenzy, so like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I got. Yeah, I mean... Like I said earlier, nothing else has happened in the world of Valorant. So, um, I mean, 
we will definitely have a podcast where we at least touch on roster shit that we yeah. just want to like yell about or you know scream and joy about. I don't know. I have no well, idea that's yet. Gonna, that's but, gonna come on October fifteenth. Yes, when well, that's when they have to lock in their first initial. Yeah, their first initial roster. So like that, that's but that, even that is level. like you know it's a soft deadline. Um, but we'll see. The, the next soft? couple of weeks, will it's soft because it's their initial deadline where they have to show that they have six people signed, but it does not have to be their final roster. Wait, why six? Oh, every team in the league has to have six players, plus a coach. Is one of the oh I did not hear that. Coach. That's really cool. Yes. Six. Oh, okay. I was wondering if that six person could no, be. No, you coach. you need a six person well, roster coach plus a coach. Six, no. Could your coach be the sixth player? No, if that was Rockus, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, whack. So someone on most teams is just going to be biting the bullet and being like, bench warmer. Yeah, I'm getting paid, yeah. but like, I'm not really doing shit. Yeah, or maybe it'll uh, influence. Mo- more teams to have a rotating roster at different maps who knows like the drx style yeah which we yeah. kind of addressed was a little bullshit but like yeah i mean I, I don't like it at all but yeah it might add a little bit of variation which could be interesting at least with six i don't like having like mm. eight nine person rosters but six yeah, yeah i yeah. could wrap my head around yeah but it's also like imagine like you get cut for a certain map yeah, it sucks, but you know I'm the Sova yeah. player, and I only play on these two maps when those get selected. You yeah. know that's the a... and your team bans those maps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> those are our perma bans. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, until we uh, come from the losers bracket and get into grand finals, then that's my yeah. time to shine. Um, it's funny. I, I gotta say, I'm excited for some some super teams. Like, there's a fuck ton of talent. And that that number, you're taking all these players, and 25 of them are going to make it. Some people are going to get snubbed. Oh like, yeah, there's no arguing that people are getting Some snubbed. And are... I'm wait, I'm waiting for those people to come through the tier two scene and see if they can like drag their team to a victory. Like I think the yeah. I think the uh, like like secondary league is going to be a really good watch this next year, especially because the winner of it gets an automatic spot in the league for the next year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Like, that, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, and then uh, we'll we'll have to touch on this on this later because this is a large topic. But um, somebody somebody put together a list of everybody who's currently on all the teams that made it into the partnership and color-coded people based on how safe they are. Uh, which is which is kind of cool um now this is one person doing this and i feel like some of some people on this list are incorrectly color-coded is there's some hot takes yeah it's like fucking e like they had eu on nrg being like red meaning probably going to get replaced and then they had like somebody else being like green as in like or like yellow as in like eh, 50 50 and it's like, yo, fucking EU is the person you keep um, if you're going to keep anyone. All right, energy stand. But, but like, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, I, I, I think it's super interesting, and we're definitely going to have to get over that at some point. But I, I'm excited to see some super teams. I, I want to yeah. see, I really want to see Yay and Tens on the same roster. Um, I know that's kind of unlikely. In fact, it's rather unlikely. 
But I'd say I'd upgrade that to incredibly unlikely. But fuck, I want to see it. Yeah. And then I want to see them pick up Psalm too. And then who else Ooh. did I have on my imaginary team? Yeah, we just we literally get our imaginary teams <laughs> as rosters and see if they play against each other. That would be a that would be ideal. So I'd, want, I'd, want, uh, I'd want Marv done my on my team, but like I couldn't get that on my imaginary team because you had no. Yeah, picks. I stole. I stole. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> like if I if I were to just outright create my super team, Marv would be on it, which like I couldn't get when we did our our draft. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that uh, that wraps up my episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, let episode thirty-five, right? Yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, thanks 35. for tuning in. God, I um, need to go to bed too. Mm-hmm. Well, right. cool. Uh, well, with that, yeah. I'll drink with you later. <laughs>